and you're listening to a WNBA State of Mind, the sports podcast for women about things that matter to us and more. So come join us on your podcast platform. Hello, everybody. It's the 12th episode, and I'm here with the WBL All-Stars, who were the Women's Professional Basketball League in the United States. The league played three seasons from the fall of 1978 to the spring of 1981. The league was the first, and let me repeat that, the first professional women's basketball league in the United States, okay? We have the pleasure of having Adrian Mitchell Newell, Machine Gun Molly, and Elizabeth Galloway McQuitter. Here's a little history about my guests. Although unrecognized, Machine Gun Molly was the first player signed to play in the WBL, became a pioneering figure in women's basketball known as a formidable scoring threat in the league. Among her colleagues, Bolin holds the record for the most points scored in a single game by any professional women's basketball player. And correct me if I'm wrong, it was double nickels. Okay? Wow. Not only that, you had the highest single season scoring average of 32.8. Hold that thought right there. I got another 30 bomber on my show, following up Anuka Brown. Next up is Adrian Mitchell, Newell, who was the WBL second season, second draft pick for the Chicago Hustle. As a scorer, rebounder, and defender, Adrian brought her triple threat attack to the WBL after a record setting collegiate career at Kansas University. And we all know about Kansas University. <laughs> at 5'9", you scored most of your points from the post position. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But next up, okay, Adrian, let me go back. She was a WBL All-Star in all pro selection. You averaged 10.9 points, 6.1 rebounds. And last but not least, because there's more of them, Elizabeth Galloway, McQuitter who was nicknamed The Bandit <laughs> by radio broadcaster Les Grobstein. For leading the, w the WBL in steals, you had 136 steals in the first season. That's ridiculous. And in the second, okay, you did the same thing. At only 5'9", you led the hustle in defensive rebounding in the inaugural season. And check this out. You were a single rebound away from averaging a double-double. So you averaged 13 points and 9.3 rebounds. Shut it down. We ain't even get to the four steals. That's crazy <laughs> numbers you're putting up, ladies. 
Welcome to a WNBA State of Mind, where we mainly discuss basketball, but we love other sports. Today, of course, we have an all-star cast of ballers. Lady, I'm so excited to have you on the show. You are making this the most fantastic show that I've had so far. <laughs> Thank you, Adrian. Thank We're you. so happy Thank to be you. here. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Please elaborate on the WBL. Take us back to the future one time when we got Machine Gun, Machine Gun Molly up first. <laughs> well, you know, um, I grew up in Iowa, a little town, about 700 people. And um, you know, playing basketball was the thing to do in the state of Iowa. And of course we did play different rules, the six on six rules, which meant that only uh, three, it was like half court, three on three. And of course only three people got to shoot. And I guess uh, that was, that was me. <laughs> I 55 points in high school and um, had never played full court basketball five on five until I tried out for the Olympics uh, for the 1976, made it to the finals before I got cut. Uh, my first try at five on five. So I thought that wasn't too bad. And then um, which college, one of the, um, our, our group here, uh, one of the first college scholarships after Title IX. And I went to college on a scholarship and I only played two seasons when the WPL came uh, uh, up in 1978, December 78. And Iowa was the first team to join the league. And then um, I was picked to uh, do the, um, you know, the publicity in the governor's office in his chair to sign the first women's professional basketball contract in the United States with the WBL. It was such an exciting thing to have that opportunity. Um, and I think we all just jump at the chance to play the game we love professionally. Absolutely incredible. And you talk about underrated. You are so underrated. It's not even funny. Uh, reading about you guys and you guys Wow, you know, and I'm thinking I'm bad, you know, I'm thinking I'm good as a kid, you know, and I remember um, I was 11 years old when you guys formed. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I can't say that I knew everything, but you guys made me realize that there was something out there for me. There was something out there after high school, after college, you know, if I didn't want to go overseas. Mm -hmm. And so it was the hope that you instilled in me as a young as a young lady that I want to just say I appreciate you guys for, you know, um, right here on camera. So next up, Adrian, please talk about the WBL. I got uh, like you said drafted in the second season, so they had already had one season under their belts. So you know, just like what you were saying, you never thought that you were going to have the opportunity to play anymore after you left your university. So um, you know, I was at the University of Kansas. That's where I got drafted from, and uh, I just was so excited to be part of you know this this operation, this this league that something was there for us where we could play. Uh, and I never thought. I always thought this is the beginning this is gonna go on forever. You know, I never thought that it would end. Like WBL could be the WNBA right now, you know, if we were able to proceed. But unfortunately, you know, I think the business people who got behind it and uh, they had no idea how much it was gonna take. And so we only lasted three years, but just think if we had had the backing because every year, 
better players were coming in. There wasn't room for players, you know, so a lot of them didn't get that opportunity after that third year. But while we played, it was great. And we had great people. We had great coaches, uh, hustle, great organization. So I was just happy to be a part of it and get to do my thing. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Come on. Come on, Liz. Tell us a little something. Well, I think um, as pioneers, I don't think you always understand the historical relevance of what you're stepping into. We had just mm -hmm. fallen in love with the game. We are also Title IX pioneers and AIAW pioneers. So, and WBL pioneers. So we were used to being pioneers, but unknowing pioneers. So we didn't recognize what we were stepping into, but it did not take us long to figure it out that what we were doing, we had little girls, little boys in the stands, mm -hmm. little girls in the stands, parents. The girl dad isn't something that just recently occurred. We had fathers who had hopes of their daughters growing up to play professional basketball. So I think the perspective I take with the WBL is that somebody has to be first. Everybody can't be first. And we were the first, we stepped into that moment. We took the baton that had been given to us by Title IX and AIAW, and we ran with it. Also the first Olympians, eight Olympians from the 1976 Olympic team, eight WBLers from that team uh, on that first Olympic team. So um, taking the opportunity, given the opportunity, we just played the game that we had fallen in love with. We had just fallen in love with it in college and it was coming to an end. And then mm -hmm. we just were able to revive that love affair that we had started. So we took it, we ran with it. We took it as far as we could. Uh, but I wanna say that we are so much more than the three years that that league existed. We didn't fail, we propelled future generations and uh, future leagues because there were several in between before the ABL and WNBA. Absolutely. You guys have so many of us standing on your shoulders. I just wanna say thank you once again and I'm gonna keep on saying thank you until you guys are no longer <laughs> on my screen. No longer on my screen. I, I just, I, I can't. I'm getting all welled up. It's always good to collaborate with other women. Let's talk about Legends of the Ball. Talk to us about that. Anybody can start. Well, after the, we were inducted into the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame as Trailblazers of the Game in 2018. Before that, in 2003, we had a 25 year reunion in Chicago. It was during that time that I think so many of us uh, realized that nobody knew us then, so they certainly didn't know us in 2018. Mm -hmm. It was that that frustration of knowing that you were a part of something. And uh, uh, Maya Angela has a great great quote about having this untold, bearing this untold story inside you. And so that's where it started. So there were 12 of us that started uh, Legends of the Ball, Inc. And we want our mission is to promote the historic and social relevance of the WBL, to inspire future generations to break through barriers and realize their potential, okay? We have been doing that since the league folded. We've never stopped. It's just that we are hidden figures. So that's Legends of the Ball's mission. That was where it started. We now have nine board members, all former WBL players. And on that board are some of the most decorated women in college, in the pros, in Olympics. 
uh, along with the three of us you have here, uh, I'm the president, Molly's the vice president, Adrian is the secretary. We have Charlene McCorder-Jackson, who is our treasurer. Rita Swindell, University of Texas, great. Trish Roberts, I know you know that name. Pat Summit's first African-American and first All-American. Um, DK, Deborah Thomas, from uh, played for Sue Gunner. And I'll mention, I'm gonna talk about that in a moment. And then we have Peggy Gillum Granderson. I'm sure you know Peggy. Peggy coached with the Comets, her sister Jennifer you played against. And then Peggy Kennedy, uh, uh, great, great player at Northern Arizona University. So did I leave anybody off you guys? I think I got everybody. But uh, so there are nine of us. There were 12 uh, originally. There are nine of us. Uh, Janie Fincherola and Belinda Candler Copeland and Janice Fuller were on the original, uh, part of that original 12. So that's who Love is. And we have, we give back to the community. We give scholarships, but promoting the historical relevance of this league is such a big part of what we do because this story has got to be told. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to connect the dots to where you started from. And that's a, that cheats everybody. That cheats us, it cheats your generation, and it cheats every generation that followed out of women who you could have aspired to be. And the men of the league. We like to talk about the men yes. of it, just the men as well. Mm -hmm. Doug Bruno coaches at DePaul University right now, was our coach <laughs> for the Chicago Hustle. Yes. And so that's a prime example of how this league, the members of this league have continued to propel the game forward. Be still my heart, um, <laughs> you know, um, and it's, it is things that continue on because we don't know you, you know, yeah. they don't know us and right. it, mm -hmm. it's just a, it's a vicious cycle that needs to be broken and you're listening to a WNBA state of mind. I have the heavy hitters on here today, WBL, Legends of the Ball. I, I just, mm -hmm. I can't say enough. I really can't say enough. Um, and this rolls Adrian, right into the... Mm -hmm. Go Adrian, ahead. Can I, can I just interject this? And I'm sorry. I, I'm known to it's talk. It's okay. But um, when, what you said, uh, they don't remember us. I've, I just stopped coaching in 2020 after 32 years. I had kids in the school I was coaching, Legacy School of Sports Sciences, who didn't know who Cheryl Swoops was. And they're right there in Houston. Their parents knew. And your generation is going through the same thing. And eventually it will filter down to those five years ago, 10 years ago. It, they will become the new forgotten. So as women, we have got to correct this and make sure that we go back and pick up and put everybody, every era on this timeline. Because every era contributed to the game that we know today. Oh, you're just hitting it on the head all over the place. Um, the next question you already elaborated on is what what concept are you trying to bring to the people? What do they need to understand? And Molly, Adrian, you can elaborate on that. I think uh, we want people to understand that the WBL was relevant, that we were relevant, that people saw that we as women could play basketball, not dribble, 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 jump, stop, shoot that we run and gun and run those fast breaks. And we played basketball just like the men. Uh, you know, and Liz will tell you in Chicago, we got more crowds than, you know, pre-Jordan, of course, yeah. than Bulls and, uh, you know, all the other sports. Uh, Blackhawks, yeah, through the Blackhawks. Yeah. 
So we, we played exciting basketball and I think we showed everyone that we could do that. And that was so relevant because I truly believe if we hadn't shown um, that we could play this game and play it well and make it exciting, uh, that there wouldn't been, you know, pro progress where they were trying to keep after we failed, not failed, but after our league folded, that they wouldn't have kept trying to build another. You know, right. if we had, you know, failed at, you know, being exciting and showing what we could do, then, okay, they would say, well, why would we want to do another one? You know, and maybe the ABL wouldn't have come along and maybe the WNBA may not have come along. So I, I think what we did was very important and we need to people to realize that we were the first and we, you know, we paved the way uh, historically for women's professional basketball. And socially. And absolutely. Absolutely. And I have to agree with you yeah. with Chicago because uh, before it folded, I played in Chicago with Yolanda Griffith and and the crowd was absolutely fantastic. So oh, yeah. when I saw Chicago win the championship, it was like a part of me, you know, yeah. just I felt like I was a part of that because the league folded in Chicago and those people were so disappointed and I wanted Chicago so bad to have another team because the fans deserved it. And if there was anybody who deserved to win a championship, it was them because Chicago has been pioneering with us all along. Yes. So shout out to very, very supportive yep. city very of Chicago. Supportive. Stand yes. up. Um, mm -hmm. Leading on to the next question, hands down, 2020, 2021 was one of the most exciting years in the WNBA, okay? I'm sure you guys had something to take away from it. Mm -hmm. What do you see needs to be different or added for the WNBA, WNBA to continue to compete now that society sees us as a viable investment? There will be other people that come along. What do they need to do to stay afloat? I think, um, you know, I think it just needs to be, you know, I think they understand that now too, it's, it's entertainment. And um, as you look at the NBA, the, um, how it progressed from the power players to, um, you know, the, dunk, the great dunkers, you know, the air flyers, and now look at it, it's the three point shooters that bring people uh, on their feet. You know, the Steph Curry's, you know, the, the, the clays, you know, it's just amazing. I mean, of course, you know, as a shooter myself, I find that just it's fun to watch and extremely exciting, but obviously everybody else does too. And I would love to see the WNBA sort of follow the trajectory of now starting to be these super shooters from all over the court, because, you know, the, uh, the game has taken the, the progressive steps, um, you know, similar to we've got the WNBA has got, you know, big, powerful, strong players, athletic women. You've got some incredible ball handlers out there can really pass and move the ball down the court. And you've had good shooters, but let, let's see that exciting three-point line just take a notch up so so they can say, hey, there's these, the men got nothing on these girls. That's what I would love to see. I'm going to take it to a more serious level. And I think be, last year, if you look at how socially conscious those women have become and so much to the point that they impacted an election. Um, 
in Georgia. I think the personal stories where you see their individual stories, and this is what we're promoting because our our stories are personal stories. And I think once they understand that, that will also breathe life, life into our documentary that we're working on trying to get funded. Uh, once you see these personal stories and then the viewership, people connect to them. It becomes more than just, she's a basketball player, which leads mm -hmm. to the fact that they are skilled, skilled players. Molly, uh, you know, would not have what she had if she wasn't skilled or if Adrian wasn't skilled, if we weren't skilled. And so now these women are getting the viewership and you turn on and you see the game of basketball played at a high level of skill, as well as the excitement that Molly mentions. But I think it's mm -hmm. a multifaceted um, takeaway from what they did last year and what they where they need to go in the future. And you're pulling in audiences for all of those different reasons. Absolutely. What's your take, Adrian? I just think um, yeah, it was just a phenomenal year altogether for, for women's basketball from the locker room fiasco, you know, <laughs> uh, to, you know, I think that brought so much attention to the differences in the, in the two, you know, two team, you know, men and women's sports arenas. You know, I think that was a big thing. And then like Liz was saying, the social impact that, uh, that the women took on and girl basketball looked good for women this year last year you know they they rocked and rolled and so i just think we have to uh continue to be on that level and elevate it you know some more and keep the game exciting and uh people come and watch it i mean that crowd in chicago was was great and what, what a crowd that was i mean we had crowds like that too but you yeah. know but <laughs> but that I mean, just to, to see it on tv you know yeah uh that that was really good in this time and era so yeah yes definitely good for bananas. the game good for the women's game yeah yes sure. absolutely i loved everything mm -hmm. about it and uh mm -hmm. i think that is fantastic i can't wait for them to do the top 50 because i need to see my name up in there there you go all right you need to <laughs> see my name on. up in there <laughs> okay well, I think Molly, Molly could be a part of that top 50 too y'all listen <laughs> to, i, I, I promise you i promise yeah and it needs to go further because you yeah. know a lot of people, when they look at basketball, they define it um, by the WNBA. When exactly. the WNBA is the, was, is the last stop right now, you know, mm -hmm. there was the ABL, the WBL, anything that came before that, AIAW, and then anything mm -hmm. that came on before that, that I don't even have in my mind to even recollect. So mm -hmm. it's like, we need to really seriously sit down and reevaluate this whole thing and how we do everything from USA basketball all the way down to high school so that we're all connected to one another. So like overseas, people understand where they are, where they're coming from, where they're mm -hmm. going to, because they're a part mm -hmm. of a club that's going to help make sure that they foster and develop every single thing about them all the way yes. till they get to the retirement age. Now, you know, Adrian, I'm not I'm not for doing everything like the men, but yeah, the absolutely. men do it. But the men do it. They exactly. acknowledge whether it's Bob Cousy or 
uh, Jerry West or Wilt Chamberlain mm -hmm. on down, they do this, they include them in their greatest players. Yeah. We just don't do it. So we're we're between them. We're not as old as they are. And so we're between Michael Jordan and Bird and then Kareem in that group, Dr. J in that group. But they recognize them. They are cemented in their history. They include them in everything they do. They're center stage at the NBA games and all-star games. They are mm -hmm. revered. And exactly. so yeah. So that is one case where I do think we need to follow suit with what they're doing and recognizing because your group and then the group after is a forgotten group. And and sadly, in the in light of the death of one of our sisters, Lucy Harris, sadly, people are so many people are now going, Oh my goodness, I didn't know about her. Well, about her. She's on you. Mm -hmm. Why isn't she in the greatest, the 50 greatest? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It needs to have a second look or do bump it up to a hundred or something. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or if it's just going to be a top 25, then that's the WNBA's top 25. That don't exactly. have anything to do with, exactly. with, with, all, with, yes. with you know, the or price do it of tea by in China. Eras. Do it by yeah. eras. Yeah, you know, absolutely. There's a lot of ways absolutely. you can do it. You're absolutely right. So many things that we can mm -hmm. elaborate on and so many things that people, I guarantee you, will take from this. They watch this show. They watch it. They, mm -hmm. they I, I watch them taking things that I've said and they taking things that I've done and and run with it. And I, I don't mm -hmm. never see anybody with a thank you or anybody with a hey. Da, da, da. Well, That's just the way that we do. And if we gotta get <laughs> we gotta get better than that. We gotta stop always yeah, painting the narrative and how mm -hmm. we want it to be or how they want it to see how people want it to be seen instead of telling the truth. Okay, because yes. the truth is going to set everybody free. You know, you yes. can't satisfy everybody, but you can at least make everybody feel 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 equally as important. Yeah. You Every know, it's not it's not body. that hard. It really isn't. It's not. And it really isn't. um, we have unfortunately we don't have a whole lot. You know, we have our players' association, which only actively takes care of the former players. Uh, of the current players. The former players are out out on their own trying to survive in every single aspect of their life, okay? Oh no, cre no credit to any of them, okay? Um, then we have the, the National Basketball Retired Players Association, but that's really geared towards the men. If you look at the policies that are in place, we, we have less than half of what they're getting, all the way to assistance per year to... The, the health insurance that never even crossed our doorstep yet and men have been getting it oh on the retirement goodness. side for the last three years. So this <sighs> leads up to my last question, okay, before we end the show, right? In what ways can we collaborate and the, the, the legends of basketball help or assist players during or after basketball? What is it that we're not getting? Can we come to you guys? Absolutely. And I think it's got to be uh, both ways because we also need you guys. We can tell you about our path and our journey, but you mentioned the National Basketball Retired Players Association. We have reached out to them. We are the male counterparts of a lot of those men who are retired as a, we're the female counterparts, I'm sorry. And we are reaching out to collaborate. So the word to me is collaboration. With uh, Rusha Brown, we've spoken to her, uh, Terry Carmichael, 
Uh, so I think collaboration is where we need to be between our organization and all the other organizations. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, what happened to us is going to continue to happen to all of those exactly. who follow us. Okay. And then inspire the future generations. If we can teach them how we need to take care of each other, women need to take care of each other. There's a, a man, Michael Hootner, on the Sports Daily uh, podcast we were on, and he says, bet on women, and that's his hashtag. And so we need to bet on women. Women are getting things done, but we have Absolutely. to do it and support each other. Yeah. I, think, I think it's important that everybody sort of understands that it just didn't magically happen that one day that the NBA decided to add the WNBA, that it, there is a history and um, it, it's important and relevant. Just the fact that, you know, the WBL is the first viable league prior to the WNBA. Um, after that, you know, I had my successful pro basketball career ripped away from me and all of a sudden I was a pro without a league. And I think a lot of players don't kind of understand have yeah, such a deeper appreciation for um, the opportunities that they have. If you look back to see those that sacrificed and and worked really hard to make this happen. Um, so not only did I play in the WBL, but in three years later, we tried another league uh, to follow the 1984 gold medal Olympic team with the WABA that lasted one season. In 1986, I was involved uh, starting a NWBA uh, women's pro league that unfortunately didn't get the funding. And then after that, I was constantly searching, constantly trying to find, to get another league going here in the United States because of my situation, I was unable to go overseas. So I was all in to make it happen here in the United States. And then finally in 1996, um, you know, the WNBA made the announcement that we were gonna have the league. And here we are 25 years later, Yes, yes, yes. Adrian, come on, give us a little bit. I, I you know, I'm, I'm going to go back to your previous question because um, one of the things that happened to the WBL is that I think we tried to grow too fast and we uh, branched out, you know, okay, well, we got this league, let's start another WPBL over here and something else over here. And I, I think that hurt us a lot. And so what I've just heard is that there's going to be another basketball league. Is that correct, Liz? Athletes United? Yeah. Unlimited. yeah they're, Unlimited. They're, playing, they're playing right now. They're playing right now. Yeah, so I, I think uh, we shouldn't spread ourselves too thin. It's so much sports on television already. And we're fighting and fighting for television coverage and you know people to come out and see. And so... You know, I, I, I hope this works, but I hope we're not like crushing each other, you know. And you know, Adrian, that speaks to why we need more WNBA teams because there's this yeah. group of talent that has nowhere to go. So yeah. they want to play professionally, so they play there. So maybe the answer lies in expansion within a league that can be supported. So right. that all these young women that are going to that league have an opportunity to play. There's still a lot of great talent with Absolutely. not enough teams. Yeah, but uh, if if you start spreading it around, you go. Oh, I get your point. Yeah, loose. Yeah, okay. I get your point. Yeah. I'm just trying to right. say maybe a solution. Exactly. Is to yeah. get more WNBA mm -hmm. teams so that group can mm -hmm. have an opportunity to play in the yes. I agree with you 100% on that. I think that before we see expansions in teams, I think we're going to be, I think we're going to see uh, the rosters expand prior to that. You know, yes. if they can, if they can the do roster. that, if they can, if they can add three players help. per team, that'd be awesome as well. Even for the first yep. year, but yeah. we'll, we'll see what mm -hmm. happens. Ladies, to wind, yeah. to wind down the show, please tell me how people can get in touch with you on social media. 
take it out of here for us, Elizabeth. Okay. Well, we, they can follow us on our website, uh, Legends of the Ball, Inc. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. And we're going to be on TikTok. So <laughs> <laughs> that's coming. So we hope that you'll follow our message. We go to the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame every year. We're at the uh, the Women's Basketball Coaches Association NCAA. We have a booth there every year. So there's lots of ways that they can they can follow us and what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So Lady. if anyone is is uh, going to be at the uh, NCAA games, we'll be Final Four. We'll have a booth there at the at the WBCA. Come stop by and see us. Absolutely, that's fantastic. I definitely make it a point to do that. Uh, thinking about coming out to H Town for NCAA, um, you know, H Town uh, is one of my favorite, one of my favorite places to, to, to be, to go, to live. And so, yeah. uh, you know, Let hopefully me know. I'll get to hopefully I get to catch <laughs> up with you guys when I get out there, ladies. Namaste. You're listening to a WNBA state of mind. Had the WBL on here. Adrian Mitchell, Newell, Machine Gun Molly, and Elizabeth. Quitter. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Namaste. I appreciate you. Much love and blessings to you. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. It's been absolutely, a pleasure. Absolutely. 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 Mm -hmm. um, let me see.